Welcome to the Rewild the Soul podcast, your space where we break free from the cages the world has placed around us and the limitations we are unconsciously agreed to. A space for leaders, visionaries, and change makers to share their stories of coming home to themselves and birthing a new world. A space to access the mystical, the profound, the magical, and the taboo. A space where we rise together through sharing our stories, our voices, and our medicine with each other. I'm your host, Hannah Schultz, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to today's episode of the Rewild the Soul podcast. I am so excited to introduce you to Anna Gasol on today's episode. Anna is a soul sister of mine who we met in our business mentorship and mastermind that we're both a part of. And she is a magical, mystical woman. She teaches all about womb healing and sovereignty, pleasure practices. She teaches women about running their business from a deeply feminine place and so much more magic. And I absolutely love this Pisces sister. She is such an incredible leader and woman. And I'm so excited to share our conversation today. We dive into coming out of the cosmic closet and really reclaiming and healing the witch wound. We talk about all of the different ways that this has shown up for us in our own lives and our businesses and so much more. And you'll hear me mention throughout today's episode, the Modern Mystic, which is a three-month program that I have coming up. We are starting in the end of February, and this is really a three-month deep dive into all the medicine that I offer. It's an entire month devoted to understanding our connection to the earth and learning about herbalism and herbal magic and herbal medicine. The second month is diving into our connection to our bodies, embodiment practices, feminine wisdom, tapping into our intuition, learning about tantra, energy in the body, and so much more. And the third month is all about our connection to the cosmos and understanding astrology as a tool for our personal liberation and our deeper awareness and really coming into alignment with our soul's purpose in this lifetime. And these are really the three pillars of what I do and what I teach every Wealth the Soul. And the modern mystic is the perfect place to learn and dive deep into all these mystical tools and teachings. And really, this is for the woman who wants to bring all of this medicine into her own life, into her own world, and really use it to create magical results beyond her wildest dreams. So if you're interested in the modern mystic, we'll have that linked in the show notes. And I hope you enjoy today's episode with Anna. Hello, Anna. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Hello, hello. It's my honor to be here. I'm so excited. So I'd love to start by asking you your sun, moon, and rising. It's the first question Ooh, I always ask. I love that. Okay, so I'm a Pisces sun, <laughs> a Capricorn moon, and a Libra rising. Love it. And I have, okay, let me let me get a little bit like further. Okay, I have a stadium yeah. of six planets in Capricorn, mm. and my sun is in my fifth house. 
So I have a lot of like this kind of Leo energy that is also coming from my South Node, which is also in Leo. And I have my North Node in Aquarius. I love that. Also, Also my Mercury is in Aquarius. Okay. I felt a Leo energy from you and I couldn't remember if you had a Leo placement or if it was... Yeah, that makes sense. The sun yes. in the fifth house. My son is in my ninth house. So yeah, it brings out that like, I'm a Pisces sun as well. But in the ninth house, it's like that adventurous, like Sagittarian kind of energy. Yes, I love yeah. that. So now you're going to be listening to both Pisces, each with their own expression. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. So we wanted to have this conversation today, diving into coming out of the cosmic closet and really talking about the witch wound. And both of us have been in our own way processing this kind of healing journey when it comes to really sharing our mystical essence with the world. And both of us, I think, having many past lifetimes being persecuted for this work that is not new to us in this lifetime. And really healing that wound so that we can share our medicine with the world and, you know, call in our aligned communities and our aligned clients and really just step into our most authentic expression, which is a huge part of Aquarius season, which we're in right now. And I feel like in Aquarius season, it's always this journey of like stepping into deeper and deeper embodiment of what makes you most unique. And so I love that we're having this conversation now during Aquarius season. It seems so fitting. Wow. Yes, totally. And, you know, it's so important. And I feel like uh, it's so amazing that we get to have these kind of spaces to speak our truth and speak it vulnerably and share the, the ins and outs of, you know, of our growth. Uh, we're both entrepreneurs, right? We're both on a journey of sharing our mystical gifts with the world and it doesn't come without resistances and yeah. I'm so so excited to have this right now I am launching my podcast called Cosmic Wombs and I am in this process as you're saying during Aquariusism to really embody this new edge for me and I feel like this has been something that is is a new edge that has been so scary for so long to share the depths of my mysticism, the depths of all that I geek out, right? The depths of all of this spiritual world and make it practical, you know, bridging science and spirituality and and really seeing the fear that we carry from previous lives. Because really, in order to be teaching these teachings, we were persecuted in past lives for this. So this fear exists within us. Absolutely. I love what you said about like as entrepreneurs, it doesn't come without resistance, you know, and there's always a new edge. There's always a new way in which our work is initiating us to step more into our most authentic expression, to step more into our truth, to be even more embodied. And I'm sure some of our listeners are entrepreneurs as well and understand that you know, for me, I think entrepreneurship has been the biggest spiritual initiation of my life. Like (laughs) it is a constant spiritual initiation that invites you to deeper levels of trust in yourself, in the universe, in the divine. It invites you into deeper levels of embodiment of truth of your core essence and so, so, so many more things. And this is just the path that we chose. And I think our souls are 
like on board for this evolution in this lifetime <laughs> oh my god yes and and you know it's in finding your new edge of embodiment right and the new edge of soul expression is connecting to your soul and it's asking okay how does my soul want to be expressed through my business and through my service and yes. I just want to share uh, something that happened for me last Taurus season last May I was starting my first program where I was teaching pleasure practices and pleasure mm. exploration and that for me was such like I felt as I started to teach that, I we were doing clitoral explorations, G-spot explorations, cervical explorations in terms of like ceremony. And we had theory and then we had the practical. And that for me was like such an alchemy because I felt like I was going to die. I felt people would tell me I was perverted, that I had a cult, that I was, you know, I felt this deep fear of I'm going to be persecuted for this work. Yeah. You yeah. know, and then I went through that. I taught the lessons and I I received the feedback from the women, right? Of saying, hey, this was also sacred. This should be taught in schools almost like, just like in the past temples where women were initiated into these mysteries, right? And I feel like we're coming back and we're bringing all of that. However, it's so scary when you're daring to embody this new edge of your teachings because for a while for me it was so easy I started my business as a travel blog and okay. I was the yogi you know and I was the yogi and that was so socially accepted okay she's a spiritual yogi that's okay but then when yeah. we're talking about these deep things that we're doing here it's like um okay it's not so socially accepted or there's people that will get the idea wrong and yeah, it's about you knowing yourself and trusting that this fear that you exist this fear that exists of being persecuted in past lives that we get to alchemize it now. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think there's, it's so interesting to see like the layers that are socially acceptable in certain moments. And then it's like, hmm. oh, but don't talk about that. You know, like yes. sure, it's socially acceptable to talk about women's empowerment, but when it taught, when it comes to women's financial empowerment, it's like, oh, Ooh, don't, yes. don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk about money or you'll lose uh, 10,000 followers. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Or, I mean, I resonate with the conversation about like pleasure and talking about like women's sexuality. I always teach a workshop on my retreats about our moon cycles and our menstrual cycles as women. And so many women would come and just feel like I had no idea about this information. Like this was never taught to me. I was shamed for this. And it was something that was like, so taboo could never be spoken about. And we get to heal that in community. We get to heal that in sisterhood with other women. And at the same time, I think there's some wounds around sharing this work together with other women, because, you know, something I learned recently about the witch hunts was that women would be protected if they turned in other women. And yeah. so just the courage to be able to step into a circle of other women and explore mystical conversations. Like most of the witches that were persecuted were herbalists, you know, they were yeah. healers, they were medicine women. And so even to be able to step into a circle of other women and talk about plants and their healing abilities for us as women is a huge reclamation and a huge healing of that sisterhood wound that is probably in many of our 
cellular memory. I'm having full body chills as you're speaking. And I feel like this is resonating so, so deeply because I feel like we have been programmed through the years to compete with one another, right? This yeah. witch wound is still to the day, right? That you have to compete with other women. You don't have the sisterhood, a circle of women respecting each other, respecting that maybe you are with that partner. You're not trying to get that sister's partner, right? Like the respect, the yeah. honor, and really the competition, right? We're not in competition here. We're all rising together. And it's this remembrance of, you know, back in the day, we were coerced into, you know, competing and, and also into telling each other, and she's a witch, she's a witch, right? Like, and, and really pointing fingers so, so we would be, you know, protected somehow. And to me, the witch is is the sexually empowered woman as well, is the yes. woman that has a lot of power. And because she has a lot of power, the patriarchy feared her because yeah. she can truly manipulate if she, if she so chooses. It's not that it's good that she can manipulate, but she can. And when a woman knows that she can manipulate with her sexuality, she's a really powerful woman that cannot be controlled. And yeah. when a woman knows the power of nature and she is one with nature, like it, she's unstoppable because we are the portal. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, it's unstoppable. It's like that raw power of the feminine has been so repressed in so many different ways. Like the sexuality, the ability to heal, the ability to connect with the natural elements and the cycles of nature and be so in tuned with those cycles and work with that magic. Like I truly believe that this is at the core of, our feminine gifts is to be able to access this mystical realm. And this is what I'm so passionate about teaching in modern mystic. Like it's really about reclaiming our authentic mysticism and our authentic power and magic as women, because I think that all women have an innate connection to these things. And I love in Modern Mystic that you have the different, you know, pillars. And I want to say one of these pillars is also astrology. And the reason why astrology, because I know that you have been sharing a lot about astrology as well as, you know, to me, this is us as women being connected to the four seasons of Gaia, which we are Gaia because our wombs have four seasons. Yes. Therefore, when we cycle with Gaia, we are in tune with the rhythms of nature and also when we're in tune with the cosmos, yes. we can work with the energies of the cosmos. Absolutely. And this is when we become the bridge of heaven and earth. Absolutely. And I mean, in terms of astrology, like I think that this is a big conversation, but I think that astrology has been turned into yes. something that is very superficial it's becoming really mainstream, which is beautiful. But I think that in the process of it becoming mainstream, it's almost being watered down and turned into yes. this like superficial sparkles on the cake. Like, oh, it's just this memes on the internet. And it's almost like a joke, the way that astrology yes. is being shared right now. And I think that that process of how astrology is being shared in the mainstream is actually an intentional disruption of the true power of what astrology is because astrology is extremely powerful wisdom and the way that it's being watered down and served back to us as this like sparkles on the cake silly memes on the internet 
I call it pop astrology. And mm -hmm. I feel like that is being done intentionally to take the power away from this really, really deep wisdom that we are connected to as humans. And that, you know, for thousands of years, this wisdom has been used as one of our most powerful technologies as humans, like the original physicians in order to be a doctor needed to understand astrology yeah. because we can look at the chart through medical astrology and we can actually see where there can be physical imbalances in the body, where there's a potential for an illness or where transits are coming in and how we can use those transits to help heal the body. So physicians needed to understand the chart in order to treat their patients. Like this was a real science, you know? I love that perspective. And, you know, in the temples, all these different modalities were the ones that were, you know, constituting you as, as the evolution of your creator potential and yes. embodiment of your higher self. Yes. You need to understand the relationship with the cosmos. And it's more on that. I totally agree with this pop astrology kind of thing, because it's been more of like something that we no longer take responsibility for. It's more on that victimhood. Oh, Mercury is retrograde, even though we can make fun of that because yeah, sometimes things happen, right? But it's more on that kind of like, let me be in that victimhood state. Oh, it's I am that person, but instead let me work with the energies, right? Let, let yes. me utilize the transits, utilize this power that it is a guiding system of the current energies in right now moment. One of the things that I feel totally is that I feel like we should mention this because I'm sure a lot of you that are listening already agree with this, but I want to mention it that there has been an active campaign to disempower women in our sexuality, in our mysticism, and in our oracular nature. The yes. reason why, because when we are tapped into all of these different modalities and our sexuality and our, and our ability to heal and our ability to connect to the higher realms, we are unstoppable. Yeah. And that's why also women, spiritual women with wealth has been also some a big taboo. Powerful women with big money has been such a big shameful topic. And I feel like this is the reclamation that we are here to create. Absolutely. And we still see it. You know, we see it with social media towards women who speak about sexuality and sexual empowerment, like needing to use asterisks instead of certain letters because if you use that languaging in your content then you're most likely to get shadow banned or your content get removed from social media like you know we still see these things playing out and I remember when the pandemic was happening and I was speaking about natural ways of boosting your immunity through yes. herbs and through diet and through ways of taking care of your body. And my content was getting shadow banned. My content was getting censored. Totally. For me as well, I am, as a profession, I'm, I'm a molecular biologist. So I studied biotechnology and I did my master's in oncology. So I was doing cancer research. So my opinion on, on the medical system and all of that, when I discovered spirituality, that was a big, you know, understanding that you know when we get to work on all the different layers of our bodies the emotional the physical the spiritual we get to overcome and do preventative medicine so much better than when we actually take substances that are chemical right and it's not about you are free it's about the free choice and the problem that has been is that especially these past years there's been so much you know feeding in onto like 
what people should do instead of coming back into you know harmony and finding the sources in nature the herbs the things that will help you boost emotionally and physically yeah. and then expand your highest self in your highest health and and co-creation with with life yes absolutely and you know another piece of this i think that's important to discuss is i studied under a herbalist who was speaking about women's reproductive health And mm. one of the things that she said is that women are, cannot be free and sovereign until we are sovereign over our reproductive health. And this is even a topic amongst herbalists in Canada. One of the things that we're not allowed to talk about as a, if I was a registered herbalist in Canada, which I'm not, is contraception, herbal contraception. We're not allowed to speak about that as a registered herbalist. And That is just so deeply problematic and it really goes to show like how all of these systems of oppression are still so deeply embedded into our culture and into our mindset about what is acceptable, what are we allowed to, what are we even allowed to have conversations about, you know, and I think that both of us are doing a lot of work in reclaiming all of these taboo conversations and really sharing this because if we're here to empower the feminine on the planet, which is what we're here to do, then we need to be able to have these conversations and we need to be able to shift the narrative around all of these conversations. Fuck yes. I cannot believe that you cannot even talk about that. I didn't know, but it doesn't really surprise me because, you know, something that I want to share through my own lens and my own experience is I was doing brain cancer research. So I, I was having human cells with glioblastoma and we were doing experiments and you only can do certain experiments and use certain drugs. But instead, in my lab, we were creative and we wanted to use turmeric as because it has anti-cancer properties and all of that. And I know that even nowadays, if you talk about online natural ways to prevent or heal cancer, you get a lot of like uh, also like backlash. Right. And I feel like it's also for me, like even though we saw an effect of uh, turmeric uh, reducing the, the cells, the, the cancer cells, this project would not go anywhere because it's not it wouldn't receive funding yes. so a lot of the things right like and through this lens is how I started to see this kind of like repression and it's like the matter of like who's making bank from that right like exactly who has your highest interest yeah. someone that has you know like the interest of the health of the woman the reproductive health of the woman or someone that a woman has to pay a clinic in order for her to get in vitro so that exactly. and this costs thousands of dollars or whatever it is right I feel like it's really important to come back to the truth of you know we are all free we are born on a free planet with nature nature is here to assist us right and as women You know, we can blame the patriarchy, we can blame everything, but it is our responsibility to actually come back to this wisdom. Yeah. And this absolutely. is something, right? So for instance, in my, I have a womb awakening course, it's called Mystic Priestess Awakening. And I love to teach about pleasure. And the last modules are about pleasure. However, the first module is about cyclical living and the four inner seasons. Yeah. Because if a woman doesn't like her bleed, she cannot tap into pleasure because that would be bypassing. Yes, you have to absolutely. learn to love your bleed and you have to cycle with the cycles of your womb because that's the first key aspect of being a woman. 
Yes. And this is the core of the feminine nature is that cyclicality, that embrace of the death and rebirth cycles. And we can't experience the fullness of the pleasure and the joy and the abundance in the life cycle when we can't experience the fullness of the pain and the struggle and the challenge of the death cycle. Like we have to be fully present to both. And this is the teaching of Tantra, you know, being able to like fully embrace that human experience of the full spectrum. Yeah, like holding the duality, right? Like daring yeah. to dive into the pain without fear so that you can also dive into the pleasure because they are on the same frequency. It's just two sides yeah. of the spectrum, right? And I love that you you say about the, um, the herbal. I, I want to come back to that topic because I feel like it really resonated for me because when we as women start to implement practices like yoni steaming, this is something I love to share with my clients and all of my clients that they didn't know it existed. They started to like, wow, be so mind blown because... Yoni steaming is literally having like a herbal infusion and you wrap a blanket around your waist and you receive the steam through your yoni and it cleanses the uterine walls of your womb space, of your uterus. And it removes any old material from the previous cycles. So you are assisting your womb space with this steam, which is infused with the power of herbs. Yeah. And depending what you need, for instance, if you have short cycles or if you have long cycles, you're going to use different kinds of herbs. And Absolutely. there is blends and it's pure magic. And the yes. thing is that even to the day, if you check online, there's a lot of people saying bad things about steaming. Why? Because it doesn't cost anything because you can do it. You can tend to your womb health two times a month, a little womb yoni steaming here and there, and your bleeds start to become orgasmic. Your blood starts to shed so magically. Your, if you have polycystic ovaries or fibroids, they start to get diluted because the root cause is because the fluid cannot move. So it gets stagnant and there is like uh, something that gets there. So when you start to tend to the health in this preventative way, we become so powerful as women. Yeah. And there's a reason why they don't want that. But here exactly. we are. Yes. And I think all women are naturally herbalists. Like I think all women naturally have access to this wisdom about our connection to plants. It's really about our connection to Mother Earth, to Gaia. As we've been speaking about, it's like we have this natural ability to connect to the spirit realm and to connect to the earth. And this is our innate intelligence as women. And at some point in history, all cultures and women all around the world were practicing herbal medicine. Like women were the doctors of their communities. You know, yes. They were the healers of their communities and they were working with the plants. They were communicating with the plants. They were receiving wisdom directly from the plants and using that those plants to heal their communities. And really that whole paradigm only shifted when the church came in and decided that medicine was going to be practiced in schools and those schools could only be attended by men. And anyone who was practicing outside of the church was considered blasphemous. And so this is when the witch hunts began to happen. And like this whole connection with any woman who was just practicing medicine, just healing her community, you know, became persecuted. And 
we see how this knowledge was really taken from women. But at the same time, I believe that this wisdom is really in our DNA. It's in our cellular structure and it's in our inherent nature as women to connect back to this wisdom. And all of us as women have the power to do this. It's our natural intelligence. Thank you for bringing that up because yeah, that dogmatism and, you know, that unilateral way of doing things or imposing one way onto all the population, you know, like, I feel like this is why we're here to break free, breaking free financially, as we are spiritual women, we're breaking free from the matrix. Yes. Because if you have as much money as you can, you can impact your community because you're no longer dependent on a system. Absolutely. And I feel like here is, is the power that we, we have as spiritual entrepreneurs and as mystic women in this journey, right? It's, it's about becoming financially free, impacting our communities. And, you know, for instance, for me, one of my big dreams is to have like a summer camp for teenagers and to teach uh, about the menstrual cycle and the yes. manner rite of passage for them, right? Like creating yes. this kind of impact on women that they do not know that maybe if you have a nettle tea here and there, right? Like you can, you can assist your health. You don't know what tea to have. You're having black tea, have a nettle tea. The yes. nettle tea is rich in minerals, right? And, and then you can bring this wisdom. You are in your inner autumn. Your progesterone levels are rising. So you want to support the removal of estrogen. How can you have maybe a, a cleansing, a liver cleansing, right? Yes. Her, maybe dandelion, you know, like it's using this wisdom that it's not so far. However, it's up to us to take responsibility because there's not a school system or there is not even a society, you know, system that is enabling this because it's out of the status quo. So I feel like it's up to us to reclaim our sovereignty as healers, as mystics, as witches, as medicine women. Absolutely. It's up to us to reclaim this sovereignty. And I think, you know, sovereignty over our bodies, sovereignty over our health sovereignty over our ability to make decisions about where we're going in our life to reclaim our power and our dharma and spreading our wisdom and spreading our magic with the world like all of these things really give us our power back and this is how we reclaim our sovereignty and you know something that happened right uh, not so long ago women were not able to open bank accounts Right. We were reliant on the men to provide. And even though like it's so beautiful when we have a provider man, right? When we can be in relationship because we choose to, but not because we are dependent on. Right. And I feel like here's the shift that we're bringing is also owning also our sexuality, being sexually free and sexually sovereign for yourself, having yes. pleasure practices with yourself, understanding your sexuality, what you like, what you don't like, so that you can speak your desires in the bedroom. Right. is being able to be so sovereign in, in who you are, in your expression, that you're no longer water yourself down because you know who you are fully. And then you bring it in all areas of your life. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. This is like reclaiming all of the sovereignty for ourselves first, and then really being able to move from that place, like move from that place where our pleasure is taken care of for ourselves, move from that place where our financial liberation is taken care of from our, for ourselves. And, you know, we speak about this all the time in entrepreneurship. It's like, when you have 
that energy within yourself and you're anchored with it, you are love. You are the embodiment of love. Then love can come and more love is just adding more and more and more to that. You know, when you feel free financially and you have financial abundance, then more can come and support you in that. But when we're coming from this place of grasping, of needing, of not having and looking for something outside of us, then this is where we start to have that energetics of scarcity and it's not very magnetic. It's about, just as you say, right? Tapping back into that inner magnetism and that happens by owning our worth, knowing that we're the portals. As women, we can download a whole new soul into physicality. We have the sacred geometry in our womb space to have, we have a portal, a real portal. And this portal has been unprotected. This portal, because we have forgotten that we we are portal carriers. Yeah. And because society has taught us through porn, through whatever it is, through shaming our sexuality so that we don't know the power of sacred sexuality. And in doing that, we have allowed people in that they were not worthy like a lot of us, some more, some less, we have allowed people in that we're not treating ourselves as the goddess. We have allowed to be penetrated when we were not ready to be penetrated. We have allowed, because physiologically as women, we need at least 40 minutes to an hour to fully warm up, to awaken our pleasure body, right? And that's why Tantra is so important because it's like being in the energy without reaching an orgasm, but instead being in this space where you honor yourself first with yourself and then bringing it with a partner. And I feel like when us women reclaim our desires, our voice and our womb space and our cycles, we release the shame for taking a day or two off when the first day of your bleed. Please do that. (laughs) Reclaim that. that. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And you know, something I love to say is like the, the analogy of the bear, the bear in winter it hibernates. It doesn't feel guilty for hibernating. Yes. So why would you feel guilty for taking that day off when you are your body is shedding? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that there's such simple ways of reclaiming these things. Like something that I've been practicing for years is just taking that those first couple of days completely yeah. off and just sharing with whoever will listen like, oh, I'm on my bleed and I'm not going to do anything today. And I remember, you know, living in community in Costa Rica and like arriving to the kitchen at breakfast and seeing people and saying like, I'm, I'm going to lay in a hammock all day. Like I just got my bleed. And they're like, whoa, like really you, you give yourself that. And I'm like, yes. And I highly recommend it. You know, yes, (laughs) I think you should try it out. (laughs) Yes. And, and I love that because for people, like it's such a foreign thing because we have been programmed to go in this over masculine way, especially as a business owner, this, a lot of what I teach in this sacred feminine way of doing business is about knowing that your business will go through cycles because you go through your own 28 day cycle. Therefore, when you are in your inner spring and inner summer, you're going to feel a little more juicy. Every You're going to feel on top of the wall. Ah, business is amazing. Everything is amazing. And then reaching your bleed, nothing is working. Ah, yeah. no, the client <laughs> that said that would join didn't join. Or like, it's like, no, it's the mind game, right? But when you know where you're at, you can navigate. It's a map. It's just like the cosmos. It's a map, right? We get to be 
going through this map and then we get to teach others. And I love to, that you, you share. I always say, oh yeah, I'm on my bleed. Whenever I'm on my bleed, I love to say it. I love to put my bindi with my blood and I do uh, facials with my menstruation blood. And this is something a lot of people, it can be really triggering for some, but this is the deep reclamation. And there was once I, I opened the door to the postman <laughs> and I was, I was about to remove it. And I was like, are you ashamed of that? Right. You're at your, your home. Are you ashamed of that? I was like, fuck no. So I opened the door with my blood there and I'm like, hi. <laughs> Maybe she thinks that. it's pain, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, it's it's working through these subtle layers of shame that we are still holding on to and really learning how to release those. And it reminds me of this story that in the summer I was going through a breakup and I would be crying a lot. And there was many times where I was in public and I started crying. And then there was this part of me that was like, well, I shouldn't be crying now because I'm like on a walk or I shouldn't be crying now because I'm on the train. And then I was like, but you're not harming anyone. Like you're just crying. You're not sobbing. You're not <laughs> making a scene. You're just like crying. And like, if people feel uncomfortable, like, am I ashamed of that? You know, and working through those subtle layers of shame that still exist around our emotional expression as women mm -hmm. and just allowing myself to continue crying, walking down the street because I happen to be crying right now and I'm on a walk. Like, what am I going to do? Go home? It's like, why? You know, like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing anyone any harm. And if they feel uncomfortable seeing someone cry, then that gets to be a mirror for their repressed shame around their emotional expression and I love that. Yes. And I feel like this is the nature of the feminine is our emotional nature that we can be happy and no one will complain if you're happy. But if yeah. you're sad and you're crying, allow yourself to feel everything, even though you are in public. Right. And it reminds me like some of the things I teach with the connection to the blood, the blood carries a lot of shame because, yeah. you know, people even say that it's vulgar and it's like, ah, oh, she's bleeding. She shouldn't even mention that. Right. And there's so yeah. much shame. The first time that your bleed comes is like, oh, like, don't mention it. I remember I was wearing white trousers at school and there was so much shame and I had to hide. Right. And it's like, it's like something is wrong when yeah. this blood is stem cells is so beautiful and it's the soup for a new life and it's because yeah. we have forgotten that this was in the chalice of jesus christ the chalice is the womb and the blood of jesus christ is the menstrual blood mm -hmm. so back in the day there was reverence on the blood however of course things shifted and the symbology changed but yeah when we start to feel that this blood is shameful when we start to release that shame and some of the things I teach the women I work with is like to offer this blood onto the earth. Yes. And I remember one, because this is like, like you are closing the death and rebirth cycle by giving it to the earth. And in your DNA, you have light encoded filaments. So when you are dropping your blood into the earth, your energy is connected to the grid of the earth. So you're yes. going to start to feel a lot more sharpened in your intuition. There's going to be a deepening in the connection to Gaia and to the field and to your intuition as well. So like there is a Hopi prophecy that says that when women give their blood back to the earth, men shall come back from war and peace will return again. Mm. And I'm getting the chills to say that because yes. it's when women, we remember that we are the portal. And then, Absolutely. you know, 
we we release this shame around our blood. I had a client, one of my first uh, one-on-one clients, she had a lot of shame around her blood and she had Turkish lineage. So she was releasing a lot of this ancestral trauma also from the repression there. And she was carrying her blood and she was going to drop it in the forest. And she had a moment where she thought that someone was following her. And she she had this thought, of, it's because of the blood, it's because of the blood, I'm doing something dirty. I'm doing, you know, like this programming of like, yeah. they're going to find out, they're going to, which is coming back to this witch wound. Yeah. And then for her to remember, it's okay, it's okay. And at first she felt so disgusted. But she once she put her like bindi on her third eye and she started to see the reclamation, she was in the shower and she started to pour the whole jar on top of her body as a full-blown reclamation. And she started to feel wow. the power of her ancestors, like rooting for her. And she said that it was the most liberating thing she's ever experienced because of this reclamation wow. on the shame of this sacred juice that is filled with stem cells and it's the soup for a new life. Absolutely. That is so powerful. And if that's too much and you're listening, okay, that's okay. You don't have to do that. But I always, I always advise that you paint with your blood. I like to paint sacred Mm. geometry with my blood. And this is really profound because the creative energy now is created into a creative sacred geometric form. So it's almost like a portal. And yeah, I love that. Finding your edges of shame and then doing it. Just like anything with entrepreneurship journey, right? Yes, exactly. Playing with those edges and leaning into the edges. Yes, I'd love to deepen into that conversation of the edges because I know that has been a big topic for you lately with all the things that are coming up in your world. And I'd love to hear what edges that you are on the brink of. Mm, I love that question. Thank you for asking. As I'm launching this Cosmic Wombs podcast, I'm before launching it I feel like I remember still Hannah and I are part of the same business mastermind and uh, back then she in the summer she was like I'm gonna launch a project I was like I'm gonna launch it too dot 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 like that kind of (laughs) desert ball (laughs) and it didn't really happen I was busy delivering here and there and and then you know like I was like about to launch this masterclass called coming out of the cosmic closet so I have my temple mastermind and in there all of the women that join are priestesses and medicine women and one of the common thing I saw is that they had the fear of being seen they had the fear of owning this mysticism exactly what we're talking about today right so I wanted to create something for them and I wanted to create this class called coming out of the cosmic closet but I hadn't, I hadn't yet launched my podcast, which is Cosmic Wombs. It's about, you know, bridging science and spirituality. It's about me coming out of my closet, right? And I am right now in this creative process of launching my podcast. And this coming week, we're going to be launching this coming out of the cosmic closet. But it's going to be instead of a masterclass. I realized I wanted to make it something practical and implementing. So it's going to be a challenge. Some days that we are together, we have things to do it's gonna be also like a content lab a challenge for you know your Instagram uh, your personal brand and how to bring the next edge of you so there's gonna be things that I'm gonna invite you to there there's gonna be theirs and there's gonna be things to to bring your mysticism and your story out so that as mystical magical women we can feel the supporting community that we're all coming out together and that we can be doing this work uh, for the embodiment of our purpose and our mission here so that's what's coming up and I'm so excited 
I love this. And I think this is such, such important work because I can really resonate with feeling that fear of being seen. And even though I speak openly about astrology and about herbalism and about all the, all these things, launching this recent program, the modern mystic has brought up so much for me. And it's been so interesting to witness the parts of myself that are still afraid to be seen in this work and really holding space for, for those parts of myself while leaning into that edge and witnessing the resistance that has come up, like having a plan to make a sales page for like over a week and just having so much resistance around writing that copy and creating that sales page and sharing those images of me, like fully embodied in my mysticism. And it's so interesting to just observe those blockages and that resistance and really have that gentleness and that compassion and hold space for that. And at the same time, really lean into that edge. And something that we spoke about before we started recording was this idea that through this work and through stepping into this and really being seen in this way, we're healing not only the blocks that we feel in this lifetime, but many, many, many lifetimes where this wisdom has been repressed or it hasn't been safe to share this. I love this and totally I feel that I feel that so strongly for you because what the modern mystic is is this embodiment of all of these different modalities and pillars that you know make the mystical woman this beautiful you know which is like having a map a navigation tool for the mystical woman which is so powerful and what the women that will get to join this amazing program they're gonna receive these frameworks right and what is the impact in society when you teach this herbalism when you teach these you know astrology tools when you teach the embodiment parts it's a woman that has a a guide and a map for for her to be even more in tune with spirit even more mystic right so the ripple effect that has right like it's it's really massive and and for you to lead through that because it reminded me when I launched my signature course Mystic Priestess Awakening which is this womb awakening journey right and it was like me teaching about the yoni egg and ceremonial of making and balancing your masculine and feminine and understanding your emotions and for me it took me five months to launch that program it's called Mystic Priestess Awakening because it was me awakening to my inner priestess. Yes. And I know I had so much resistance because it was like this whole embodiment. So I know that art offers initiate us. And I know that this modern mystic for you is you embodying even more that inner mystic and doing this work, not only for you, but on behalf of all your lifetimes and all the women that are going to be having this ripple effect. And it's so important for us to realize as spiritual entrepreneurs that this is the kind of work we're doing. It's not that we're launching courses here and there because we are women of our word and our work is so special. And we know that working with us is a privilege because we have done so much work on ourselves. We have invested so strong. And in that energy, we know that every time that we launch something, we're going to be walking the talk with you, right? And I feel like that's the initiation of, okay, I'm doing this, not just for you, but for myself. And we're doing this together. And yeah, and that's the essence also of the intention I have for this coming out of the cosmic closet, because it's like, let's come out together. Let's do it in sisterhood and and let's find this next edge of expression Mm. of our witchiness and our mysticism and I love this so much. This is so beautiful. And I'm so excited to watch this challenge unfold. I think it's just 
so important to be sharing this work with the world. Thank you for having me, sister. This has been so, so special. And thank you if you're listening and you are all the way until here. Thank you for being here. I'm so grateful that you were part of this conversation with us, beautiful mystic yeah. women. Tell people how they can find you and the best way for them to plug into your world and your work and just connect with you. You can find me on Instagram. I'm mainly on Instagram at Anna with one N underscore gasol, which is like gasoline. <laughs> So I like to always say that because <laughs> so under underscore gasol and in there you're going to find I do a lot of Instagram lives with many different trainings. So you can always search through my feed if there is different specific things that you're searching. Then I have a vault with free masterclasses in the link in my bio in self-paced courses. And now I'm going to have the Cosmic Booms podcast, which I'm launching this week. So if you like a spiritual mystical podcast, come join. The first episode is Bridging Science and Spirituality. So I get really geeky and cosmic with you. So I, I feel like that would be an amazing way to find me. And yeah, I'm always so open. Send me a DM. Uh, I'm here to connect and I would love to stay in touch. And thank you for having me. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Anna is amazing. Definitely go and check out all of her work. Her work is so beautiful and so powerful. And mm. oh, I love you so much, sister. It's such an honor to be your friend and to have you on the podcast and to just have you in my life. I'm so grateful for you. Mm. Likewise, sister. I love you so much. Thank you for everything. Hope you loved this conversation with Anna as much as we both did. I know it was such a joy and a pleasure to dive into these topics with you today. Definitely go check out Anna and her work. Go find her on Instagram. We'll have her Instagram and all of her links in the show notes. So make sure you go and check out her. She is absolutely incredible and her wisdom is so beautiful and so important. And if you are feeling inspired to dive into your own mystical journey, uncovering your own magic and your mystical gifts that you inherently have as a woman, then I invite you to join us on the three month journey of the modern mystic. And we'll definitely have that linked in the show notes as well. So if you are ready to really step into your magic, your mysticism, and really just watch how magical life can get for you when you start to embody these tools in your everyday life, in your work, in your relationships, in every single aspect of your life, then this is the perfect program for you. I'm so excited to be sharing this medicine for the first time in an online container. And I'm so excited for the magical beings that I'm going to meet. So thank you so much for tuning in. And if you loved this episode, please give us a like and some reviews. We love this. It really helps the podcast grow organically. And I'm so grateful to have you here. Have a beautiful rest of your day.